0: Welcome to the FDN Thrive Podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up-to-date, cutting-edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Here's the thing. When we use something really harsh to cover up a root cause of factor, it always comes around to bite us in the butt in some way, shape, or form, even if it's in a way that we didn't predict. You always, at the end of the day, have to deal with your baseline health in some way. I really, truly believe that.
0: Hey, what's going on, folks? And welcome back to another episode of the FDM Thrive Podcast. My name is Evan Transu, aka Health Coach Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. Now, we're going to be talking to Melanie Rogers, and she brought the energy in this podcast. It was so much fun talking to her. This is actually going to be a video episode as well, although if you're listening to this when it was first released, that will not be out quite yet. She also got a pretty interesting background. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, master Pilates trainer and former professional ballet dancer and holds a master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine. She actually used to be apparently Reed Davis's Pilates trainer at one point. Reed Davis, for those that don't know, is the founder of functional diagnostic nutrition. So I thought that was pretty cool. She spent several years as an acupuncturist and herbalist in numerous multidisciplinary health clinics in New York City and San Diego. Currently, Melanie coaches Pilates and functional health clients both virtually and inside a well-known human performance center Fitness Quest 10 in Scripps Ranch, California. She has over 20 years of experience training clients in the Pilates method including well-known elite pro athletes. I thought that was pretty cool. Melody is passionate about empowering men and women to take sovereignty over their own health and to be an active participant in their own healing. She believes in the power of natural methods of bringing the body back to balance and urges everyone to seek out not only medical advice from their medical doctor to feel good, but to work with someone like herself to improve all areas of their health. I love people like this, people that are objective. Let's use the best of both worlds. She hopes that through her work, she can help people heal, prevent illness, and live thriving, energetic, and joy-filled lives. Utilizing a functional health approach that includes ancient wisdom and science-based lab testing, she incorporates customized nutrition, targeted supplementation, and needle-moving lifestyle hacks to help people overcome unwanted symptoms and optimize their health. Well, you can tell why we're having her on this show. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. All right. Hey there, Melanie. Thank you so much for being a guest on the FDN Thrive Podcast.
1: It is my pleasure, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, another person, one of our first video episodes here, boldly stepping up to the plate, we appreciate that. And you said this is one of your first few podcasts, so I'm even more impressed by that. But, um, you know, we're totally laid back here, totally conversational and um, Very story based. So hopefully this will just be a nice, easy process. And I know you're going to have some good things to say because this is interesting to have your background um, in Chinese medicine. I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit from where I wanted to start with, but um, I'm curious about that for sure. So I know we'll hit on that. But I want to get this podcast started off the same way we always do. And I just want to know a little bit about your health story. And I mean, to be honest, you can go in as much depth with that as you want. So let's talk about when did the health symptoms start for Melanie, whether that was a kid, teenager um, or adult years? And what did those look like when they were starting?
1: Okay, well, great. Let's see. Basically, I noticed issues with my digestive system to start with. Pretty much as a kid, I remember going to slumber parties and there being birthday cake and literally having like gas and uncomfortable bloating after eating it right away. Um, Nothing to the point where I felt it was pathological enough. Like I never went to a doctor about my digestive system as a kid, but I just remember being sensitive Um, my mom reported me being sensitive even with certain foods she was eating when I was breastfed and you know I was I was allergic to milk and eggs when I say allergic I don't mean actual anaphylactic shock but I would get nauseous and throw up that kind of thing so it started that way um and then when I hit good old puberty The teenage acne really um, descended down upon me with the vigor, and you know I was a I was studying classical ballet at the time and actually had pretty good um, self esteem and was you know an athlete of sorts being a dancer and it really knocked me down hard when it came to my self confidence and the way I viewed myself and it really affected you know kind of like teenage depression, Um, but luckily my mom was pretty much always not super pro-Western medicine. She was very open-minded and had some other influences in her life that actually... We did allopathic medicine and I was on antibiotics and actually later on was on the really harsh drug Accutane for for um, acne. So, you know, we did do some pretty crazy traditional routes. So, you know, she did the best she could. However, at the same time, I also started seeing an acupuncturist when I was 16. So I had this like blend of Eastern and Western. Um, I kind of felt like The Eastern medicine was amazing with my mental state, with how I felt with my body, like being an athlete and just helping with pain and aches. But it never really directly helped my acne. So it kind of led me to go back always to allopathic medicine, which was harsh and really ruining more of what the root cause of my acne was. And like, you know, obviously I found out later on with the antibiotics, now that what it did to my gut health and the Accutane, what it did to my liver and birth control pills, which, you know, deplete you of minerals and also wreak havoc on your gut and inflammation, you know, all of that. We didn't know that, right? But I was introduced to the concept of alternative medicine at the same time, and it had a profound effect on my life. Um... That coupled with my best friend's father was a um, holistic chiropractor. And so I had a couple influences in my life just sort of introducing me to the world of um, non-Western medicine. So fast forward to about the age of 20 when I'm trying to decide what to do college-wise. I was also dancing full-time as a ballet dancer at San Diego Ballet. And um, I went into Chinese medicine because I just felt like at the time, I loved herbal medicine. I wasn't so sure about the acupuncture part and wanting to touch people, but I loved herbal medicine and I felt at the time it had the best licensure in California because naturopathic medicine felt a little intimidating to me at the time. I was only 20 and um, I don't think the licensing was like as, as robust as it is now for naturopathic medicine. So I was one of the youngest people that went to um, Chinese medicine school, Pacific college of oriental medicine here in San Diego. I was one of the youngest people at the time. It was usually people's second careers, right? So I was 20. I was just about to say
0: that's not necessarily what someone's doing.
1: Yeah, at the time, I was by far the youngest person. There were um, second careers as, you know, they were nurses or accountants. I mean, it really ran the gamut of what their second career or their first career was. But I was by far the youngest. Um, I kind of bypassed my bachelors. I don't really say that to many people, but there it is. I didn't get my bachelors. I didn't, I wasn't interested in any of the information uh, that they, I just didn't. None of the degrees, none of the degrees really interested me. So um, I went ahead and went got my um, prerequisites and all that and went to junior college and then went straight to an acupuncture program. So learned so much. Fantastic. I mean, the medicine is a full and complete, beautiful system of observation and using um, n- deep observation of nature mixed with, you know, thousands of years of of trial and error on really what works to help heal the body. Loved it. Um, And then I moved around a lot when I first got licensed. I was married and he was in the Coast Guard. So I never was able to actually establish a long-term practice, which was um, a bit challenging. But we had fun traveling, you know, before we had kids, New York City, the Bay Area. So I was always doing the medicine, but not doing it full time. And that was frustrating, but just was the nature of the beast. And then um, I was never completely quote-unquote, healed of my gut issues. My acne went away. That was great. But the gut stuff, I always felt so sensitive. And I always wasn't exactly sure what to eat, how to eat, what would, what would spar gas and bloating, what food was it. And and I kind of just lived with that. Um, I almost used herbal medicine as a little bit of a crutch, like, like to high, cover up symptoms. But I really felt like I still didn't get to the root cause of factors of why I was so digestively um, sensitive. Again, I never went and got full IBS or Crohn's. It was just chronic gas and bloating tendencies right so fast forward have children um had kids and wow the adult acne came just roaring back and that's really triggering when you've had it as a teenager and you have to face this again so um i sought out a naturopathic doctor and it was all virtual and she ran some tests and we did some root cause of stuff and um it got better. But now I actually know <clears throat> I would I would have preferred to have gone to a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner because at this point I would have done actually some different tests now that I know what I know. But anyway, she helped me to a point and I became re interested again and wanted to dive back into my medicine that I learned Um You know, when I had had kids and just kind of came out of the fog of like having little ones, I was also a Pilates trainer because I really uh, being a dancer, I always believed in the power of movement and I became pretty um, successful as a Pilates trainer. It was easy to work in while we moved around a lot. So I was also a Pilates trainer during this time. And again, that's a very holistic mind body type of movement that couples well with um, natural health. So um, fast forward to finally deciding to want to come back to where what I went to school for and really focusing on building um, holistic health practice. So going through FDN, functional diagnostic nutrition was life changing because I still had all of my digestive issues. Really, I really did. I was gluten free. I really kept um, pretty, pretty strict diet and I wasn't perfect, but. When I got my, when I went through the program and got all of the lab tests and worked with a mentor, an FDN-appointed mentor, holy moly. I mean, my, my GI map, so my stool test lit up. I had parasites and H. pylori and low elastase, so I had low digestive enzymes. I wasn't digesting my fats very well. I had a low immune system in my gut. I mean, you name it, it was right there. And I finally felt like after all these years of even going to Chinese medicine school, which I respect and love, but I was finally getting some root causative factors, some answers of what was going on. Coupled with my hormone tests, seeing my cortisol levels. I mean, there was just, it was life changing for me, really and truly, although I love the observation, the, the, the deep adherence to the observational model of Chinese medicine, there's nothing like coupling it with lab testing. It really isn't when you see it on paper, when you see your results, when you get numbers, metrics, measurements that you can track, whether it be through blood, urine, stool, you know, all of it. It just provides a level of not only validity, but um, motivation, inspiration, accountability, all of the things that we need if we're going to actually adhere to a health protocol, right? Actually adhere to taking our supplements and changing our diet and all of the dress components, dress diet rest exercise stress reduction and supplementation right so i loved going through fd in school and um now i've been in FDN. it'll be a year uh this summer and but i have all this other experience in chinese medicine so i'm both a newbie and very experienced all at the same time and i've already helped um, a good handful of clients. They've, I still have many that have with me that are still working their protocol because, you know, six, nine months later, you're still working on your health. But man, I'm so blessed to see results. And for the first time ever, I really can know what foods trigger me, um, what I need to take to temporary symptoms i have a i can actually say i have a strong digestive system instead of like oh i'm really weak in my digestive system i just i have boundless energy i don't take naps anymore in the afternoon my breakouts if if one comes they go away i mean it it, this is what i've been looking for since i was 16 to be honest um and here i am 44 gonna be 45 next year so i that's my story it's it for, for the most part um It's just been I really want people to advocate for their own health and know that the Western um, medicine model is not the only model. And in fact, very often it should be our last resort, not our first resort to actually finding true optimization of our health.
0: Boom. I like that a lot because I always try to word that correctly because – well, and I am – I mean, I'm someone – and I know you are too. Every FDM that I've met is we're not dogmatic about just functional medicine. Exactly. All for Western medicine. It's a life-saving right. thing. I mean, this does amazing stuff. Exactly. I am for the use of these two things appropriately. You know, if <gasps> we're not doing it appropriately at all whatsoever. We've let one dominate in all the wrong ways. Um, I, I <laughs> think it's uh, Ryan Monahan that always says he's like, "I'm not going to go to the herbalist for a broken arm," and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> that is correct." You know, um, if I'm to go to the emergency condition. room. That's okay.
1: Exactly. Part mm, of is yeah. patient education or client education where you want to tell them when it's appropriate to go to their doctor, when it's appropriate to go to a functional diagnostic nutritionist, go to a chiropractor, um, even in the acupuncture world, there were some acupuncturists that, that – Thrive with orthopedic issues. Others thrive with women's hormonal issues. I mean, even within a modality, there are specialties depending on what your symptoms are. So, um, mm-hmm. if I could do anything to help educate people that it takes a village to stay healthy, to be honest, and that your doctor shouldn't necessarily be the first line of defense unless it's a life saving strategy is needed at in an acute phase sort of situation um, I think that a lot of people would actually not only wait um, spend less time wasting their money and their time but also to, um, not have as many side effects from pharmaceuticals that can be damaging to some people or have side effects when if you could have avoided them or avoided such a high dose you know why not try that first it's kind of my philosophy uh,
0: I- yeah i could not have said that better um i am a big promoter of just freedom of medical choice and so the idea behind that is you cannot make a choice if you don't have all the information so all i ever want i do not care seriously genuinely if someone knows both sides and they choose you know what honestly man i want to keep eating cake and i'm going to rely on this pill and just bank on hopefully i can still eat this cake and be fine if that is your choice knowing both options more power to you but it's not fair When, you know, you don't even know what's going on and then you think that that's the only route being locked into a medication or at its worst, we all know this, getting an organ removed. I did this on my mom got her thyroid removed, you know, and it's she never had the information to know, hey, we, you know, Christine, you can change these lifestyle things around. We didn't catch that quick enough. I wasn't into this stuff yet. And looking back, it's like we can say with absolute certainty, this is not a person that needed to get their organ removed. So that's not fair that you don't have all the information to make that choice because she wouldn't have chosen that. That's that's where it's not cool. Um, I want to go back to one thing you said in the beginning, and I know it's not the main focus point of this conversation, but I have to touch on it, having a personal story for sure. Uh, And you brought up the acne thing because this is something that it's impossible if someone's never dealt with it in a moderate to severe way to describe the social impact that that has, the stress, the obsessiveness, checking a mirror every five seconds, you know, just seeing – the same thing that you saw 5 seconds ago but it's it's obsessive right um and mm-hmm. accutane for those that don't know it's the well they took the accutane part off the market but the generic still available isotretinoin this was a chemotherapeutic drug that they realized had a side effect of burning out sebaceous glands that stuff that allows the oil to be excreted so they said oh okay great we'll give this to pimple faced teenagers and young adults and as a side effect they'll lose their sebaceous glands Um, They won't have the oil and great. Oh, by the way, though, you're going to have to sign a packet before you take it. Basically, legally uh, giving yourself away that um, you could die. You know, you could have brain swelling because of the vitamin A um, extract. I think that's part of it, because you could also get that in theory from taking like too much uh, like eating too much liver or whatever. You could Mm -hmm. actually have the same type of thing. I mean, it's horrifying. Like how how is that ever an option? How does anyone believe that this is what is supposed to be happening? You know, like I, I don't buy it. So um, there's actually like that.
1: there's um a no pregnancy picture because you can't get pregnant also when you're on uh, you, yeah. there's a no pregnancy picture on every single blistered pill that you would pop from it, like not just one on the but like every single you know like, you know like it was in a blister pack and it was the capsules and it was on every single one it had no pregnancy picture on it just to remind right. you, um yeah and you know what the thing is Accutane at the time worked. But the damage done and, you know, during the Accutane, I had strep throat at least twice, maybe two or three times during while well, I was on Accutane. It lowers your immune system. You have cracks in your lips because you don't produce any um, oil in your face. It is it is a nasty, nasty drug. And but but I, you're desperate. You're desperate when you're a teen. And I actually only recently started talking about having acne as a way to connect with my audience, you know, on social media and like tell people, you know, look, this health journey came from all the way back in my teenage years. And I was kind of quiet about it because I was so still triggered to admit that I actually even had a problem, but people need to hear that, you know, they need to hear your story so they can relate to you. And um, it's a passion of mine now to help women with their hormones, but with, um, with acne, because it is, it really, if you've never experienced it bad, you will have no idea what it does to your mental health
0: right and it's like I in for me started at nine years old um like and in hindsight it's like so weird looking back to I mean it was severe it's worse than the stuff that you see on the proactive commercials and stuff and it, it really um yeah it's like wow that was affecting my mental health and self-esteem and all these different things. And I already had mental health issues before I ever started breaking out. So it was a, a real bad combination there for sure. And I love how you said when you used it, it actually worked because this is the proof that no one really needs this stuff. It used to be a miracle drug. My mom took it. Okay. And it would have, I mean, literally like borderline, 100% success rate. You're never going to deal with this really at all ever again. But now what we're seeing is they're giving it to kids and young adults right now. But it's not really getting better. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. Well, the medication oh. didn't change. So yeah, and well, so why would that happen? I know so many people who've gone on multiple courses of this. It still hasn't worked. Why is it not working then? Because the medication's the same. You know, we build yeah. to this tolerance to Accutane.
1: Right. It's, it's not like sugar. it's. Oh, Exactly. We're sicker. There's more environmental toxins, you know, there's more glyphosate yep. in our food or there's more of a buildup of pharmaceuticals in our water. I mean, that's really interesting. I, I wasn't aware of that, but that, you know, it makes sense that we are in general sicker. I mean, that was the, for me, it was back in the 80s and 90s. And I think we're even then in some ways a little less toxic, even though we now we have more access to organic food. I think there's still a lot of more toxicity in Correct. our environment. Yeah, interesting.
0: Well, yes, and it depends on who you are, because now we have this, um, uh, we have a polarity now where there is, I mean, a decent amount of people, it is millions, that are very educated in this stuff and taking action. But those that are still lost in the sauce with this, I mean, they're, they are more toxic than ever before. And I think really what we're seeing is, like you said, you're in your 40s, it's the people, and my mom, you know, she's in her 50s, like, for her and you to have dealt with this and taken this medication, well, now these people have kids and they're even worse off uh, health wise, and now I think that's why it's not working. And I mean, what a scary thing! Like at least you knew in your head, oh, this is going to work. This is it. It's like to know that's now it. I could take this, I could f up my body completely, and I still have acne.
1: <laughs> have acne. Like, I know it doesn't even heck? it doesn't even work. <laughs> I remember my dermatologist at the time did say to me she made some sort of comment. I'll never forget it. that I could still have adult acne. I could have it come back. And like, that was always in the back right. of my head, which, which I don't know if that's a good thing that she told me or not, because you know, that planting that seed and then I ended up having it after the birth of my second child, um, hadn't had it until then. But, um, here's the thing. When we use something really harsh to cover up a root cause of factor, it always comes around to bite us in the butt in some way, shape or form, even if it's in a way that we didn't predict. you always at the end of the day have to deal with, your baseline health in some way. I really truly believe that. Um, even if we don't link, connect the dots necessarily, I do think that when we use strong band-aids to cover up what can be changed with holistic measures, that there's always a price to pay. Um, and it's, it's whether that price is worth it to you or not. Yeah. And again, knowing the information first, clients don't know when they come to me, you know, what their doctor said there, there was an alternative. So it's it's education, a lot of it.
0: Right. And you I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that. And I feel like I said that so often to the people that come on, but I obviously agree with so many things that you all I say, know. um, because you know, my mom and she is happy to uh, share this story with people because now she's into the natural side of things. Like she's even worked with Jen Maleka um, and she's gotten right. tremendous results, you know, so she's happy to share these um, stories. But my mom was in her early to mid twenties when she took Accutane. Well, it wasn't until her mid forties that the thyroid got removed. Like you just said, you know, it's like given enough time, those root issues, they are going to present themselves as something else. And it might be 20 years, right? Yeah. Um, now, of course, she dealt with thyroid symptoms all, for a long time before that. You don't just get it removed overnight. I'll give them credit right. where it's due. Um, right. No Western medicine doctor is even going to recommend that. But right. still, I mean, it, it's going to come back eventually. And that's why eventually you need to address this stuff. If you're 90 years old and you start breaking out, I'm all for it. Take the Accutane and enjoy whatever <laughs> you're eating that's causing it, you know, like whatever. Right. But 15 years old. No, we got to do something different. So again, I wanted to go back to that. I just think that's great that you brought that up today. Something I'm super passionate about. And, uh, people, it is, like you said, it's such an emotional thing that we're just, we're living in the moment. We're like, just trying to stay afloat. We'll take whatever cream, whatever pill that we need to do. And it's like, guys. Yeah.
1: You want an easy fix. Like it's, 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 it quicker the better especially when you've tried a few other things and they they haven't worked or they come I mean it's it's a very emotional purchasing response so you you want something and you want something quick kind of like you know no no matter the cost basically um, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell a teenager well look we're gonna work on your gut health we're gonna do this we're gonna do that but it's true. And if you can try to convey that to somebody, how important it is, and then tell your story of when you get older, what could possibly happen from what you take as a child. I mean, I know that like, even the way I handle alcohol, I get way more hungover than other people when it comes to drinking. And I've really, really, really down, down my drinking in general the last couple of years. But I I think it's probably the, the toxic burden I had on the Accutane on my liver. Um, it, you know, you just don't know what kind of repercussions you're going to have and certainly alcohol is not a good example because it's really not good for any of us but but i've definitely always been more prone to feeling crappy from it than other people i've like markedly so and i think that might be one of the reasons but so, there you
0: go. that is so true uh, that was the story of uh my life in well i'll just be honest you know in high school and stuff like It was so weird to me because I'd have a friend, you know, he was, I mean, he only weighed like 30 pounds heavier than me. He could go drink half a handle of alcohol, wake up in four hours, and he was like, I mean, he's not great, but like he's okay. I had two drinks. I mean, I have a migraine the next day. I'm like, "What? how are you guys doing this? And I, no, I wasn't into health at all back then. I just didn't understand how they were doing that. Um, So it's really interesting that you brought that example up. And just to be clear for the audience with the downing, the drinking in the last uh, several months, I mean, it's the pandemic. Are you talking about... You lowered the amount, or you're just downing drinks because of it. I'm just to be oh,
1: clear. I, know right. a, a I know, right? It's a definitely lowered the amount for sure. Um, I've lowered <laughs> it kind of slightly yeah. for the last several years, but yeah, starting in the pandemic, especially, um, and now it's like I have a, you know, I usually just have one drink a couple times a month. You know, I just I just went wine tasting the other day with friends, and I had like four different supplement stacks so to, to help me mitigate the effects because I'm just I just don't do it very much anymore um, because it makes me feel like crap and my hormonal health and my. My health in general are just more important to me, but doesn't mean I don't have fun every once in a while, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not down in the drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't blame you either way with the pandemic, but, uh, all right, transitioning a little bit. Thanks for um, spending some time there with me. I'm just curious, how did you uh get, like, how did you find out about FDN? Was it a friend that did it or how did you even get
1: like, the oh, that's knowledge kind of- in
0: your head that, oh, I can go become an FDN?
1: that's kind of a cool story and i don't exactly remember the the moment of origin because in the field of chinese medicine i know people were starting to take an extra course to do lab testing i kind of knew in the back of my head that was existing um and then i actually trained reed davis in pilates many many years ago he was um i think i was one of his first pilates trainers i believe he was new to pilates i believe back in the back in the day this was oh my goodness like maybe 10 years ago. It's actually a little bit of a blur on when, but (laughs) yeah. So, so he knew my background. It was actually encouraging me to get back into acupuncture and, um, which I thought was really cool. And I didn't at the time, but he did encourage me. I'll, I'll never forget that. And then he told me a little bit about um, the school that he was associated with. I don't even know if I knew he was like the creator at the time. I just knew he was associated with the school. And um, so it was always in the back of my mind. And then just, Um, I did a mastermind with, uh, Sean Croxton and I know, you know, he went through FDN and then just, you know, following more and more people on social media and meeting people that were FDNs. And then it became like, oh my gosh, this is, this is what I need to do because I also wanted to have a new certification that brought me back to what I originally intended to do with my life, which was alternative medicine and and natural healthcare. And so it was, um, Also, a threshold for me, you know, it was an addition to my career, but it was also kind of getting back to my roots of what I wanted to do, because I was doing a lot of Pilates and not enough uh, working with clients with their um, other aspects of their health. So I'm just so thrilled because I feel like I'm now doing Yeah, and back to where I want to be doing. I still teach a lot of Pilates. I mean, I I have worked with um I work with a lot of pro athletes at one of the facilities that I teach at. And they are also help um, they help promote me with my FDN. So I'm in no way, shape, or form leaving the Pilates world, but I am trying to build that other end of my holistic health business. And I've just been so thrilled with the results so far with my clients um, that I just know I'm in the right place and I'm able to utilize all my knowledge to help. To help men and women. I thought I was just going to help women, but I've been working with some pro athletes as well with, um, functional diagnostic nutrition. So I now have a men's health page and, um, serving, you know, more people than I even thought I would. So it's really exciting.
0: That it's so cool that you mentioned the pro athletes thing. I'm not a big sports guy, but I've always been fascinated by the idea Because like, it's well known, you know, some athletes take really good care of themselves. Others don't. I'm just like, If you are a pro athlete and, like, you go out, I mean, you're staying up late, you party on the weekends, you do all this stuff. I'm like, what the heck was your potential if you lived like someone like you or I? I mean, mean, this is not a 1% difference. I feel like this is at least for someone at that level probably – just to be realistic, anywhere from like maybe a five to even a 10% difference in their performance Absolutely. overall and endurance or whatever. I mean, that's a significant advantage at that level. Um, I have a friend that's actually, he's won uh, strongest man in the USA a couple times. And he is someone where like, he talks about at my level with the supplements and stuff, you're just looking for the, you know, half a percent or 1% difference. And I'm like sitting here thinking about all the stuff that we do. I'm like, dude, like what we're talking about here, if you do this, this is a, this is a significant advantage over other people, um, you know, that just aren't on that yet in those types of sports. So what a cool thing that, uh, you're, you're doing, and you could have like a little private case study going just see if these people excel even farther than others. And then turns out they were working with Melanie Rogers.
1: <laughs> exactly. You no, know, it's been great because in a lot of these guys I've worked with for years, uh, in the Pilates method, they'd come and train with, um, Todd Durkin is, 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 Um, I'm kind of a big dog in the fitness world and he owns the gym and a lot of people come with him or one of our other trainers and then they work with me with Pilates as like a adjunct um, working on their core and mobility. But then, you know, a few of them have found out that I'm now a functional health practitioner or again, you know, building that business and they're just like, I want to do it. I want to get all the tests. I want to, you know, learn about how I can optimize my health. Some of them may have some issues. Some of them may just really want to optimize their health and um, there's always tweaks you can make. So it's really exciting to see and it does. 1% really makes... A difference in the athletic world. Like 1% is actually a big deal when you can win or lose something by 0.02%, you know? So, um, that's, it's been really exciting, um, that I actually have quite an eclectic mix of, of clients right now, both in Plotties and in FDN. So I'm enjoying it very much. And it's a, a wonderful learning curve and thank goodness for, um, all my training and my mentors because I'm, you know, the learning is just every day I'm learning yeah. and I love it. <laughs> Helping people. Mm-hmm.
0: Sweet sweet. Sweet. So and then this is what's gonna happen because to me, I mean, like the reason I love the podcasting and speaking is because I mean, I'm cool with the one on one stuff, that's a necessity, but I am always thinking about a societal scale. Kind of like you were mentioning in the beginning, like we're talking about this uh aspect of choice, this idea of choice, right? And knowing all the options or whatever. That's gonna change from stuff like this. We we all need to be out there just spreading this information and you know, if you can get pro athletes involved, I mean they're that's the classic figure that you do if you want something to get known, you know? So I, I think that's awesome. Sure. Um, now, just curious, when you were, just to give people an idea that are maybe interested in either what you do or the FDN Thrive program or any FDN out there, um, when you're getting these results back, and I know a big one for you that you had mentioned was like the GI map, you're finding all these different things. Like, what did that process look like? How long did it take? I mean, are you still working on that? What, what did that look like after no, those results? No.
1: Good question. You mean for my personal health journey, right? For my own healing with the lab tests? Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great question. Okay. Well, I feel like, okay, so healing is a journey. I want to say that first and foremost. And um, I saw almost instant results within a month of starting a protocol um, and then Up and downs for several months, because I think there's times where you kind of can have what's called a die off effect where you can actually feel a little more bloated, you know, while things are getting mixed around in there and you're trying to, like, get the good bacteria up and, you know, get rid of those uh, dysbiotic, like, no, not good guys in the gut. Um, So I would say after a three month period, there was another great elevation in feeling um, more symptom-free, less gas and doing really, really well. And then just implementing for the last year, self, I call them self-preservation hacks where I'm sleeping more. I'm not teaching as early in the morning. I'm, you know, all of these, you know, I'm Celtic sea salting my water, just a lot of little things like that. Um, all of a sudden realizing I haven't napped in months, you know, little things like that. Um, And then I would say because of the pandemic, the stress level on and off, you know, my gyms were closed and I'm building a new business and I'm I'm a single mom and, you know, just a lot of things. I would have, you know, I would say moments where I feel like, okay, my tummy's a little bit like I've taken a couple of steps back, but I have the tools to reevaluate, go on another supplement regime. And all of a sudden, a month into it, boom, I'm I'm feeling wonderful again. So healing is a journey. I think I tell clients to not expect anything under three months when working with me so that they can really have a chance to see those results. Six months is ideal. And then to understand that because we live in a toxic world, because we're not perfect and always eat angelically and, and, or because stress is just part of our lives that it's not going to necessarily always be an upward trajectory. Now in general, our health should be improving as we implement, but you might have times where you have to go on another little protocol or hone it in more or come retest certain things with me and that's just part of that's part of holistic aging. That's part of actually taking control of your health. Having sovereignty over your health means taking responsibility for it and knowing that it's not always going to be perfect. So I would say that I've had exponential healing. This past year, and even as little as a month to three months within my initial protocol, um, and then you know, occasionally I'll have to go back on a little thing, and I either talk with a mentor or you know, I know myself what to do, and that that's basically part of being human in a crazy world and having the tools and the knowledge and the intuition of your own body, and also working with some sort of health coach like myself to help assist you in your whole life's healing journey. And it's never going to be static because we're not these little robots that walk around without any sort of stress or toxins in our life. That was a long answer, but I hope that kind of explained that. Like, no. I <laughs> hope that helped.
0: No, it's perfect. I love the passion, and I mean, everything you just say has so much passion behind it. It's so cool. Um, I guess one of the things that I, I wanted to, you know, go back to really quick is I love that you said that you have the tools now to kind of, if something happens, you can adjust this because I just had that experience. I mean, for the longest time, the, the mental health had been so solid. Um, the skin had been, I mean, damn near perfect. But, and this was a decision I made, you know, I had, I was on like 20 courses of antibiotics before the age of 18, 19 years okay. old. And then yeah. I hadn't been on for about five and a half, six years. And because of an impacted wisdom tooth, literally just a couple months ago, I got a bad infection. I fought it for about three to four days. To be honest, could I have fought it? Maybe. Um, And it was funny because before the doctor knew what I was into, she said, you seem to be fighting this very well. And I was like, ah, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) But with the dental stuff, I'm not, we're not here to talk about dental stuff today, but that's not an infection I'm willing to take a risk on just to prove a point. Um, And I know that I've healed before. So I was like, you know what, let's do it. But Melanie, I mean, it's interesting. It's not like bad. Um, It's not something I can't deal with, but I watched it affect um, my mental stuff, not so much anxiety, but more depression and the skin stuff. I'm doing the exact same thing as before, but those courses of antibiotics, just a little breakout, like a little here, here, here. And I know that it can get better. So I have faith in that system and I have those tools, thankfully. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a that's a major stress in terms of our physiology. You know, like that really pissed off my body. We've been working for years to get that back. Um, So now we got to go do those same things. But although it stinks and you get upset about it, there is that confidence and peace and just knowing, no, I got this. Like, you know, we're going to be cool. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, life happens and sometimes you have to go take those pharmaceuticals. I, several years ago, I hardly ever, ever, ever get sick and I got sick and it lasted a month and I finally went on antibiotics. I hadn't done that in, I can't remember how long. And again, First of all, you have to, like, not feel like a failure because this is why Western and Eastern and natural medicine, it all coexists. But also, like, okay, I know how to mitigate this. I know how to replenish my gut health afterward. Now I actually even know more because this is before I went through FDN, even though I also have always done a lot because, I you know, I have that master's in Chinese medicine. But even now, I would even... Um, know more about exactly what products what order do them in what protocol to help replenish my gut health so that the you know because there are going to be issues coming from taking antibiotics at any time so I get it I've I've been there myself just a few years ago and luckily we have the tools now and that's what you want to tell your clients come to me if you have to take one of those come to me and we'll help mitigate the side effects you know
0: Yes. And there, I mean, you can get significantly better health wise, but there are things um, I love that. You also said about, you know, not feeling like a failure because my whole thing was like, well, why did I even get sick? Why did I get that infection? There are, I can do as perfectly as Evan can do, but I am still like, I'm like, wait a second. Think about where you're living right now. There's exhaust all over the place. There's pollution, there's toxins. Like there are things that are just simply out of my control unless I want to go live on a remote farm in the middle of nowhere. Like, I can do everything that I can do. Right. It doesn't mean that we're still not disadvantaged compared to maybe how our ancestors were. So yeah, we just do the best we can. We try to be as healthy as possible. Um, and thankfully, I mean, because that's, you know, certainly I'm not making medical advice one way or another for someone to do antibiotics with a dental thing, but I at least had the confidence to make that decision for myself and know my body well enough now, which I never would have known well enough before to be like, yeah, you know what, it's time. I think I need to go take these. Like, I think that's the smart thing to do here. Um, I, I don't know. I like all that. So are there for is a reason. Your, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like antibiotics are there um, for reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. For those listening afterwards, there is a terrible delay between us, and we're trying to do our best here <laughs> with getting this situated. So, um, Who is your ideal client that you work with nowadays? Because, of course, as FDNs, we address everything non-specifically, but certainly it does help out when you're dealing with a very specific type of person because we can empathize with them differently. So do you have a type of client that you're like, I love working with someone if they have these types of issues?
1: Yeah, you know that it, that's slowly, Abby. It's slowly evolving. Actually, I mean, my first thought was that I usually I like to help busy, active women get to the root cause of factors of their hormonal and gut health symptoms, so they can live symptom free, feel slim, energetic, sexy. The, the whole shebang, like aging gracefully. Um, and then, like I said, I've uh, definitely um, had you know some pro athlete clients that wouldn't weren't part of my little. Um, plan at all that has been really fun. I would say, though, that working with hormonal issues and gut health is my biggest passion because I suffered from Skin issues and gut issues My entire life And so, you know, the hormones are really a reflection Often of what's going on in the gut So I look at those two as actually being one and the same So I'm not going to separate that I work with women's hormones Or I I work with gut health I mean, I do, I have a program called The Happy Hormone Solution It really does, you know, women like to perk up when they hear hormones But really it boils down to um, Anybody with, you know, chronic gut issues Skin issues, PMS Um, Also, I'm 44 And I really I've been studying a lot on that um, pre-perimenopausal as, you know, in our late 30s and 40s and, and perimenopausal stage and how what you do now so dictates how you age and how you feel as you age. And so that's becoming a passion of mine and my studies, which I'm sure will translate into um, more, I hate the term middle age. I feel like I'm still 21. So, (laughs) but, um, for the, for the moderately mature woman to feel amazing and energetic and sexy and vibrant and have a, you know, have a libido and have fun and, and just feel beautiful and not feel like they've gained too much weight. Like all of that's a real passionate thing for me. So yeah, that's kind of a big answer, but those are all the things I'm really interested in.
0: You have good branding and messaging. People are going to be all over that, you know, (laughs) so I like that a lot. It's a good way to package it. Um, and it is, I mean, I'm so glad that we're doing the video versions of these now because it is like actually unbelievable how healthy uh, the people that come on this podcast look and how often you're like, How old are you? I don't, I actually can't even uh, say the person. Um, and it wasn't, it was an audio one. So you're going to have to try to go figure it out with like 40 different people if you really <laughs> want to go out there. But there was someone when I found out what they said on the podcast compared to like their social media videos or whatever. And it's obviously a compliment, but still, I don't want them to feel like I thought they were old afterwards. I could not believe how old they were compared to what I thought in my head. I was like, holy crap. So it's just really cool to know that that's possible. Um, and, you know, we, we see this. Social media makes this much more apparent. Um, I just referenced this the last video podcast, actually. We have people like Wim Hof running around right now, who's this 62-year-old guy that can jump 20 feet off a cliff and go into freezing cold water and be totally cool, hike mountains, whatever. Um, and then, unfortunately, there are plenty of 62-year-olds where – I mean, they might not even be walking normally at that point in their life because of weight issues or um, injuries or inflammation, like in their knees. Like that's very sad. And, um, you know, we didn't necessarily have such great information, like maybe some of those two paths was just luck. But we have the information now. Um, and do. so when people like you and I are in our 60s and 70s, you know, that that's a choice based thing, in my opinion, but largely a choice based thing. I know it's it it I mean, choice.
1: Obviously, there are some things that cost a lot of money, but in general, there's a lot of free or things you pay for anyway, you know, life hacks that can make you feel and look younger. And, you know, part of it is vanity. Like, I want to look as good as I can for as long as I can, but that ties in with feeling good. Like, usually those two, you know, go hand in hand. Um, So that's, I'd like to be an example for my clients and not an example of luck and genetics, but because of my diligence on really caring about my health, but also having fun and balancing the two and having a good mindset around the the moderation lifestyle and, you know, not being so strict that you create a dysfunction yeah. on that front as well. You know, that all of that ties into how you age because you could think you're healthy and really like be so strict on yourself that that, that creates dysfunction. So it's um, holistic truly means, you know, encompassing all aspects of the human experience and Having the most fun with it that we can, but feeling good at the same time. In my book.
0: <laughs> cool. Next, nice. yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, with the last like eh, eight nine minutes here, I just wanted to know because I know that you said that you'd graduated last year. Um, but certainly you've been doing this for a while. So even yeah. if it's at the end stuff or not, that's fine with me. I just think any testament to the natural side of things is cool. Do you have any like awesome client success stories that particularly stick out where like they had been maybe in that cycle of trial and error we always talk about? They come to someone like you and it really made a huge difference for them.
1: Yes, I actually do have a client success story um, that pops into my brain. She um, actually was a 26-year-old woman that came to me, one of my first clients as an FDN, I should say, because, again, I practice Chinese medicine um, throughout the years. But And she had chronic stomach issues for like a decade, so starting in her teenage years, um, gas bloating but also pain chronic pain and diarrhea and vomiting sometimes and she had been a gi specialist and just really couldn't get any good answers so they were just so gung-ho they were clients at the one of the um, performance centers that i work at so we actually only ran a gi map on her first so that's a stool test and we found definitely some gut things to work on right H. pylori, um, you know, to boost her digestive enzymes, but it wasn't crazy lit up. Definitely things to work on. Don't get me wrong. But the candida that showed up was so high that we actually decided to test heavy metals and we did a mercury tri-test on her. So, and that was because um, sometimes there can be lots of candida, like covering up heavy metal. And so anyway, we tested her heavy metals and Lo and behold, she definitely had some mercury toxicity. Turns out she was eating ahi bowls, poke bowls, weekly, lots of them. So first and foremost with a lifestyle change, we are gonna cut out the high mercury fish in her diet. Um, And she had great compliance. She was so tired of suffering. So she went on a gut healing protocol and a heavy metal protocol. And she got an infrared sauna blanket, which is something I recommend to clients. And she made sure she was sweating every day and opening up her detox pathways. And it she worked with me for about six months. And she just actually gave me a testimonial on how she hasn't had what her doctor used to call stomach migraines. She hasn't had them for a couple of months, and huge success for her. I mean, she just keeps thanking me because she'd gone to She'd done the medical route. She had not had any help. She's only 26. You know, the 26-year-old should not be suffering from these kind of stomach pains. We didn't even do a ton with her diet. She was already gluten-free. We did a few tweaks with her diet, but we really just gave her the protocols and opened up her detox pathways, made sure she was sweating for, for heavy metal, and- I'm just so thrilled with the results and to not have stomach pain. She actually said to me, I have energy. I used to feel tired every afternoon and I would fall asleep in the car if I was on the car ride. She's like, I didn't even realize I could have this kind of energy. And like that alone, you know, stomach aches aside, that alone, when you don't even realize Well, it's been so long since you haven't felt good and you don't even realize how energetic you can feel. That's that was me. I was exhausted every afternoon. And now it's rare if I take a nap. If I take a nap, I'm like, hmm, is my cycle coming up? I mean, I really am like, what's going on? Because I don't need to anymore. So anyway, I was just super thrilled with her. She was she's was one of the first people to sign up for FDN and probably my largest success story. um, And really, really, really thrilled with her.
0: For her. (laughs) That is so cool. Awesome. Where can people find your business, by the way, if they're interested in working with you? And of course, guys, this will be in the show notes too.
1: Yeah, well, uh, my website is simple. It's just MelRogers.com. M-E-L-R-O-G-E-R-S.com. No D. MelRogers.com. And there you can sign up to get a 30-minute complimentary clarity call with me where we can just chat about your health issues. And then I can tell you how I work, different packages I have, and just see if we're a good fit to work with. On Instagram, I'm Life. I may change that someday to Mel Rogers health, but Mel Rogers life right now on Instagram. And I post a lot of my health information discounts to various, you know, fun superfoods and things like that. Those would be probably the two best ways to get in touch with me. And yeah, I would love to hear from you and, um, It's really great to even connect with people on a clarity call so they can just get a chance to talk about their health issues and have someone that's really going to take the time to listen. I mean, medical doctors don't usually give you 30 minute complimentary calls just to talk and just, you know, to see how I can help and how I work. So it's um, I welcome you to click on that website and check it out. And there's a lot of information on there, too. You can kind of get more details about how I work.
0: Cool. All right. Well, my final question for you is the signature question on the FDN Thrive podcast. I um, mean, it's a simple one, but it's one that I always think is fun to ask. And that is if Mel had a magic wand and you could get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, whether that's actually literally get them to do something or maybe stop doing something. What's that one thing you'd get them to do?
1: That is a really great question. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna say, I mean, my my first thought is the importance of hydration and not only hydration, but high quality water that has minerals in it that isn't depleted and isn't full of fluoride and toxins. And to look into even ways of making your water um, even more enhanced, but the simple way is to make sure you're getting filtered water, spring water, with even putting some Celtic sea salt in your water or getting adequate minerals in your water. I think hydration, I think a lot of us are walking around chronically dehydrated, which means that we aren't thinking to our full capacity. Our digestive system isn't able to function properly. We can feel tired, we can feel sluggish, brain fog. I think that that would probably be one of the cheapest and easiest. I mean, yeah, you can get fancy with the filtration systems. I mean, I'm realizing that it's not completely free because like most tap waters are full of contaminants, but you know, clean, good quality water that has added minerals to it is a life changer for your energy and your cognition. I'd say that would be kind of my my number one thing.
0: Don't neglect the basics, guys. I actually have a, I'll just say a person in my life that is a very long-term type 2 diabetic. They aren't necessarily into the holistic side of things. (laughs) And I remember they just wanted to feel a little better. They're kind of older, so it's hard for them to make a lot of changes. And I don't mean that just because you're old, that's the case, but they've been sick for a while. And I feel like our brains don't work as well when we've been sick for a while and we have age not on our side. So it is hard for them to do a lot of things. So I just said, can you drink a quarter to a half a gallon of water per day? I don't care what else you do. I'm not asking you to take away anything. Just add this in. Can you do that? And they were willing to do that. And what I got them was really high quality spring water. We're actually super lucky where I live. There is a person that I know that goes and gets it and fills it right to the glass, right from the spring, all tested. It's fantastic stuff. And they'll actually sell it in crates at the health food store um, that I go to. So it's really wonderful. And I had her do that was buying it for her i'm just like just drink this and it was amazing (laughs) the health results were awesome she had more energy she was feeling good she's going to the bathroom regularly and of course that alone is not going to just do it for someone when they have many other not-so-great habits, but we cannot neglect the basics. FDNs are fantastic because we can start with someone who doesn't really know anything about this stuff or is not currently doing anything really for their health naturally, but we can also work with someone who comes and says, hey, I've been eating organic for 10 years. I've tried all these different diets, doing all these different things. I'm going to bed on time. I'm exercising. Why am I not better? So, we work with the whole spectrum um, in general, and especially at FDN Thrive. So, it's pretty cool what we're able to do. And if you're ready to start that journey, no matter where you're at on that spectrum, you could start. Go to fdnthrive.com, click the Get Started Here button, and you'll probably end up talking to me at some point, <laughs> and we can see if the program's right for you. Now, I want to thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the FDN Thrive podcast. If you'd be so kind as to leave us a five star review on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts is really the big one that we love. Would really appreciate that. It helps us get this message out to more people. I'm not doing that so we just become more popular and get a bunch of downloads. The reason I ask this is because it bothers me greatly that people do not have all the options in healthcare. I do not care if you want to take the full Western route a full functional route or use some percentage of both what is not okay to me and what i do care about is not knowing that you have the option and being able to make an informed decision for yourself so we need all the help we can get in getting this message out there whether you want to share this on your social media or leave us a rating we would really appreciate that so thank you guys again and i'm looking forward to talking to you again soon thanks for tuning in to the fdn thrive podcast If you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues, our team can help. Whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success, spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store, or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal, we have your back. Go to fdnthrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's fdnthrive.com.